Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Wow. Jesus, that was the most boringest intro of all time, probably, in the intros of borings and stuff like that, probably. Probably, though. Just probably. Maybe. Most likely. Haphazardly. This is Asinine Radio. Consequently. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music (laughs) podcast where we talk about beer. We talked about we talk about the vinyl that we bought and listened to this last week, and then we run it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you for listening to the pod. Now, Jeff, let's just let's just get right into it. Let's get into our fearless beer review. What do you got? What do you got today? Um, I actually put it back in the fridge because I wanted to keep it cold, but. But, and I forgot a cup. Fuck. Oh, okay, good. This, this is, is bad fun. Bad news bears. This is fun. I'm having a blast. Having a blast. Yeah. So I got from. Uh, it's a. Well, it's a stout. It's an imperial stout, of course. Of course. Obvi. Of course. It's uh, it's from Hubbard's Cave Brewing, which I guess is in Illinois. Illinois, from Niles. Okay. You ever heard of Niles? Niles. Yeah, Niles. No, I have not. No, I have not. Well, it's cool. It's in Illinois. Um, <laughs> Don't really care too much. But yeah, it's an Imperial Stout. It's like 12%. I got it off of um, one of my subscriptions that I don't do anymore because it's too much work and it's too expensive. But uh, it's 12%, 78 IBUs. Ooh, okay. So okay. We'll, see how that, uh, we'll see how that turns out. It's got pretty high ratings on Untapped and Beer Advocate. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what I got. I really like Hubbard's Cave. I have, I've had a bunch of other stouts from them. I had this uh, this French toast stout one time, that was super mapley. And was it that was on the pod? Maybe I've had a lot of maple. I mean, I pretty much drink exclusively stouts and other garbage beers. But yes. um, yeah, that's it's. I think it's one of my top, my more top ranked beers on Untapped. So I'm pretty stoked uh, about yeah. this one. Okay, right, so do they specialize in stouts? Yeah, I think so. I think it's. I've, I think they're kind of like an. Like an upper end, a classier uh, brewery. Because if you go to their website, a lot of their featured beers are in like bigger bottles mm-hmm. rather than like cans. And everything's like black and white on the website. All of their labels, all of the beers that I've had from them also have all been like black and white labeled. It's very simple, very minimalist. So I, th- okay. I think like when, when you tone everything down like that, you're either very confident in your beers or you just have no idea how to market yourself. And <laughs> it seems to be the first one. Yeah. That they're very confident. Yeah. Well, I forgot I didn't really realize we were doing this part of the episode because don't know I why just spent you never even think about that because we do this I, like pretty much every week, but that's fine. Well I know, but we, we weren't planning on doing this episode initially. But things happened over the weekend to where we ended up not recording while I was out in Arizona. Uh we but just, 
like did you plan on just skipping this part entirely? That's what I thought we were doing. Yeah. Oh well, we can just if you want to skip it, we can skip. No, it. no, no, no. We already started. We're well, we're we're knee deep we in. Just man. Skip. We're not. We're not. We're five. We, ain't we're, we just passed the five minute mark. <laughs> we ain't stopping. Can't I ain't stop, stopping this stop. train. I ain't stopping this train. So, uh, so yeah, I, I didn't. I just got like a one of my my normal go to beers, but I don't know if I've ever t- like had it on the pod unless it was a backy. But I got uh, Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing IPA. Of course, it's, of course, it's a haze. Yep. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a haze bro. And uh, yeah, like I said, I've had this fuck, so many damn times. It's six point seven ABV, and like I said, it's Sierra Nevada uh, quality craft beer. Oh yeah. Up in uh, Sierra Nevada, California, and uh, six point seven, like I said, and it it pours like a nice yellow haze. It's not like um, not like orange juice standard haze, but it's a uh, it's good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't tried. I haven't had it yet. So wait, you've, you've, let's. You've you've I'm never kidding. had it? Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you've had. I've seen you. I've seen you have that. Yes, you have. I watched you. you. Have. I watched you. All right, here we go. Oh damn! You're way ahead. Oh, of me. you're not even ready. Look at dude. Well, I get so caught up in the moment sometimes. But what moment? I was talking. You don't you know? get caught up in those moments. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's this is like one of their their like I think I see this one everywhere I go. They sell it everywhere in six pack cans. Six, uh, I don't they don't sell in bottles. I don't think. Wait, what's it called? The hazy little thing IPA. Oh, yeah. I totally got that uh, yeah. confused with a little something from Lagunitas right now. Oh no no no! Very very different. Thought, very very different. You're talking about what was the same? So you probably never had this. It's the same right? company. Yeah. Well, it's not the same company yeah. at all because this one is family owned, operated, and argued over. Is that according what it says? To the can. According to the can, yes. That's stupid. That's what my can says. <sighs> okay, here we go. Now, are you ready now? I am ready now. Here we go. Can I get tink on that one? Mm. <laughs> oh, doggy. Mm, how gross is yours? Um, not gross. Not gross. No. It probably but is. It is. Uh, still in denial. That is a strong taste of of pretty much everything. <laughs> so it just it sounds so bad because it just sounds so overwhelming. Yeah, like how can it is? It is definitely a very robust taste. Ugh, I was God. not expecting that. There is a lot of flavors in here. Uh, that sounds so disgusting. What's more? What's the most prominent? Mm. Would you say they all kind of they all kind of play off of each other at different times. But I think chocolate because it lingers the longest. Okay. It's really right. weird. I really hate chocolate and I don't like candy, but I like chocolate in my beers. Same thing with marshmallows. I really I really dislike marshmallows, but I fucking love marshmallow flavor. <laughs> oh it's so weird, man. That is it's like so the weird. bee's knees. That's bizarre. The cat's pajamas. Cats okay, 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 okay. Twelve uh, percent, man. You're gonna you're gonna be off off the rails by the time we we get to the Kanye record. That's what's gonna happen. Well, well I got some light backies, so <laughs> so we have so we ha- or what are your backies? I'm I'm curious. Um, Corona Light. <laughs> oh, okay, that's gross. With yeah. some limes, I assume. Uh, of course, even grosser. But uh, that's okay. I I got some. My backies include, of course, you got to have the buddies. Always got to have the buddies in the house. Oh. And then uh, I got some more of these hazy IPAs if I want to get a little bit wild, you know, just a little bit wild. Uh, so we have our three-point rating system. 
uh, where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour, hot, liquid hot garbage. So what would you rate your beer out of the three-point rating system? Um, so long as I don't get tired of this and it doesn't become too overwhelming, this is, this is an easy 2.6. Way too high. It should yeah. be like a one point two. Well, that's. I mean, that's just you being silly right now. Well, just calls them as a season. Took your silly pills today. Just calls them as a season. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is real bust. This is a rotund. <laughs> so two point six. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, that's well, good. my beer. I oh, I will say also, our boy uh, Raul did not leave a uh, comment on the uh, on beer advocate, so missing him this week. So that kind of sucks. Which I'm surprised he didn't because this is pretty popular beer down here in SoCal. But what are you going to do? Uh, so, yeah, with, with the three-point rating system, I'm going to have to give mine just a solid 2.5. Solid, solid stuff. I always go back to it. It's one of my, my go-to hazes because it's so so easy to find. and It's just it's just so damn tasty. So good. Okay, so yeah, you gave yours a 1.2. I gave mine a 2.5. Uh, you ready to move on to some of the vinyl stuff? God, man. Yes. <laughs> Got him. Okay, so this last weekend, uh, I was at Jeff's house. I was in Arizona. We were, we were visiting, and we spent probably about six hours on Saturday record shopping. Went to four different stores. Uh, only one meltdown, so that was good. That was good. That was, it was the very very end, end, the very end of the night. There was one meltdown. We knew there'd be at least one. There has to be. There has to be. So, so yeah, we bought a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, We're not going to talk about everything we bought, but pretty much just what we listened to while we were out there, while I was out there and listened to some good stuff and um, let's just jump right into it. So what do you got? Oh man, so much pressure. So before you came out. I heard a noise and I came out. Nah, that's an old Dane Cook joke. That was a good one, though. Mm-hmm. So here's some stuff that I listened to before you came out. Um, I finally cracked open my Buck Owens live at Carnegie Hall record that I bought at an estate sale for like a nickel or something. I don't even know how much I Jeez. paid for it. It was like dirt cheap. It wasn't a nickel. It was probably like a dollar. Um, but it was his first live album from 1966. Really good. What was really cool about this was like the banter between Buck and the rest of the band it was just really mm-hmm. funny, kind of like the banter in the Mark, Tom, and Travis show where they pretty much just make fun of each other. Yeah. That's what this was. He even makes fun of, um, I think, like the drummer at one point or some, whoever sings the streets of Laredo. I think that's the bass player, actually. I think it is the bass player, yeah. But he makes fun of him and he calls him a cowgirl, like kind of in, like making fun of his, I don't know, call him feminine or something. <laughs> I'm sure that was really funny in the 60s, but it was just, it was just really, it was really sh- kind of fun. To see like yeah. the back and forth banter between everybody, and it was pretty damn good. Like it was, it was a good, it was a good live album, worth buying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. It was worth I come the, across it, the dollar I spent on it for sure. Okay, I usually pick up Buck Owens if I see it for pretty damn cheap. So man, their outfits on the cover it has it has Buck in white and everybody else is in blue, but they're in this weird, almost like a Spanish torridor with like glitter and stuff like it's very very ugly it is so ugly their suits that they're wearing it looks terrible (laughs) like you can't you can't miss this album cover it looks so awful (laughs) all right all right i'll 
I'll keep an I'll keep an eye out for it. I'm sure I'll find it. You'll find. Seems it. Seems like Buck Owens is everywhere. So yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. So what else you got? I, got, I listened to some uh, some soul and R and B stuff. I bought this one at a thrift store for a dollar. The group is called Ready for the World, and their album is also called Ready for the World or RFTW. Their debut album um, released in 1985, and it has that that distinctive like funk soul sound from the 80s, similar to like Purple Rain or Thriller. Nah. But I loved. I thought it was great. Better than than Thriller or uh, it was it was not better than Purple Rain, but it was better than Thriller. <laughs> Thriller's just fun, but there's no there's no there's no substance there. There's nothing there's nothing deeper than just like oh I know this song and it's fun to dance to. Yeah, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. But this this had a little more substance. There was a little more. There was a lot more harms than than Michael Jackson did on Thriller. So it was fun. It was a good listen, and it was worth a dollar. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I also picked up <laughs> Diana Ross, her album Diana. At some point, I have no idea where I got this one. There's a couple on here actually today that I'll talk about that I was peeking through. I was like, what the fuck? Where did you come from, Diana? <laughs> This was released in 1980s. Her tenth, it's her tenth solo album, and it's her most successful album like she's she's ever released. It has a 1980. I'm, I'm coming yeah. out. That song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a banger of a song. It was a good album. It, it was a good album. Is it primarily like disco or is it R and B? It's like actually, it's kind of all over the place. The first half is a little bit different than the second half, but it's mo- it's similar to the song I'm coming out. Very upbeat, oh, okay. very soul R and B. Not yeah. quite like as, not quite as um, complex, I guess, as like the Supreme stuff was, or basic even. But mm-hmm. it was it was good. Okay, that's cool. And you just have no idea where you got it, but that's okay. No things just things just appear. No. Well, so what happens when if I pay money for a record, I immediately write it down. Mm-hmm. And so what that does is when I come across a record like this, and I check my master list of what I bought, if it's not there, then I know this is one of the records that I got for free somewhere. So I didn't pay for this one. <laughs> so that's pretty dope. It is pretty dope. Pretty dope. Uh, the next one I came across when I was like looking at stuff to listen to, and I was upset that I haven't listened to it until now, but Richard Betts, uh, a.k.a. Dickie Betts, the other guitarist for the Almond Brothers Band, I had his first, um, his first album called Highway Call. It was his first solo album they released in 1974, and... It's a banger. Like I just I cannot get enough of the Almond Brothers and I started with like Dwayne and then I moved on to this guy Dickie Betts who I think is just as good as Dwayne Almond but because of the in the, the what happened surrounding his death I think that's the reason why Dickie Betts never got as much recognition because Dwayne Almond's life was cut very short. But mm. this is Wait, just How did Dickie Betts die? Was it alcohol? Dwayne Almond died from a motorcycle accident. Dickie Betts didn't die. Oh, I thought you said Dickie Betts died. Well, I meant like okay. he, he hasn't. No, just okay. Stop talking. No, I, 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 I understand. Okay, um, but you're being you're being dumb. But that's okay. <laughs> this is this is very country rock with some of that like iconic Almond Brothers sound to it. His, what I really really love about this is his guitar tone. Just I love that that twangy minimal distortion. Just very hot sound. I just I yeah. think it's just it's unbelievable. It's clean with enough dirt to kind of let him crank out some crunchy power chords in between. In between is like untouchable noodling, and that's just he excels. He is so good. Hmm, okay, okay, unbelievable. Wor- worth getting for cheap, I assume. Yeah, this was free because it wasn't on my master free. list. So always free. 
it's insane how much yeah. fucking free shit you get. Especially yeah. out there in Arizona. Well, so yeah, you did see my, my vinyls collection. Mm-hmm. And, um, dude, like I've, I've, it's quite extensive. I've, I mean, the stuff that you brought out busted my, uh, my, my overall budget up high, but overall I've probably spent like 2,500 total since we started doing this. Okay. It's a lot, but not, not bad considering all the shit you have. There. I have like over, I think I have probably close to 650 records. Oh my God. Cause I've checked in f- like 580 or 90 on Discogs. And then I have that box of like, I'll probably almost a hundred. And then I have all the other ones that I'm trying to negotiate how much I pay for those ones. So, you know, I don't know. You should really pick up this, pick up this album. You should just listen, listen to the live Almond Brothers and then just go from there. The one you gave me. Right? Yeah. The, the double okay. one. It, dude, it's so fucking good. All right. <sighs> That's all right. right. Whatever. You I like will listen to shit music. So the next one I have is <laughs> so a, like all the same shit. It's a live album from Iron Butterfly. I, mm-hmm. I I realize I don't like this band that much. Yeah, and I got a Devita is not that good of a song. It's, I don't know why people like it. It's cool because there's a really cool like drum solo in the middle, and it's it's fun. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a killer tune. Like it's so catchy. Come on, uh, it is catchy, but. It, it's not that good. But I bought their, their live album. It was from 1970, and it's got a 19-minute long in Agata De Vida. But I realize this band is boring. This why, but why do you think, why is that? Because they don't do anything. They don't, they don't shred. They don't jam. They pretty much rely on bad singing, and that's what <laughs> this sounded like. And the Inagata De Vida part, I was, I was just like hoping they would just sing for maybe a couple minutes, and then it would just be like 17-minute jam sesh, and it was just... It wasn't that. No. Like they tried to recreate the sound from the the record more than just letting it flow. And I, but but then I realized I don't think they can let it flow. I think they have to do shit like that. You don't think they're that they're good enough to do that? From what I've heard, no. Okay. But then one of their guitarists they picked up. He was like fifteen or something. Like he was so young. Dang, that's crazy, D- dickhead. I think the kid, <laughs> the guy that was on Inagata <laughs> Devita, was like fifteen. <laughs> Who the singer or the guitarist? The guitarist. So he wasn't even like old enough to really appreciate the fame that they got from Inagata De Vida. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm gonna butthole. Unless he just partied, partied it all away, partied everything away. And then I listened to. I I, I also found this one. I found a bunch of art solo artists from other bands. I don't even know how would I even say that. Guys that were in other <laughs> bands, their solo their albums. solo albums. There you go. Um, Ray Manzarek, he's he's the keyboardist for The Doors, or was the keyboardist for The Doors. It was his second album called The Whole Thing Started with Rock and Roll, and now it's out of control. Okay. How was it? Um, Super lame? No, I liked it. Very, very Doors-like. So if if you like Doors music, but then you hate Jim Morrison, you probably would like this more. <laughs> well, it's like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit cheesy, though, because they did like interpolate a lot of Doors Riffs, especially like the keyboard stuff, like the intro on Light My Fire, that That's really good. That was in one of their songs. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> that's kind of lame. That, that's cool. Especially on your second record. Yeah, like, dude, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, what are you making a mess? So that was, <laughs> I get that one for free too. <laughs> of course, of course. Cool. It was Kudo. It was Kudo. Um, Is that cool? Kudo. I listened to two Jackson Browns. Finally, I have, I have this Jackson Brown thing because he's a 
very popular songwriter. Don't like it. Don't like him. Don't care. Listen to Paul okay. Simon. His album, Paul Simon, has a couple of great songs. You know, like Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard, banger. Mother and Child Reunion, banger. But otherwise, it was totally meh. Just boring? At best. Okay. I don't even know if I'd know those songs. You, you know both of those. Actually, Me First and the Gimme Gimme's covered both of those songs. Oh, well, maybe so I do know. you know them. I don't know. And they're really popular. And then I listened to Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water. That's like okay. their most popular album. And more meh. Dude, it was meh was like on a good day. This was so <laughs> fucking lame and boring. I don't. You just can't figure out why people like him. I was very shocked like how meh this was because Paul Simon, he has that cool song, Call Me Al, where the music mm-hmm. video's got Chevy Chase in it. That song's a that banger. That song is so good. And like the sound of silence, that's a cool song too. I don't I don't recall that song. Hello Darkness, my old friend. Oh, that song. Okay, 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 okay. But dude, like this the song Bridge Over Turbo Water is a terrible song. I fucking can't stand that song. This album was pretty lame. <laughs> okay. But it was free, so what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I mean you can you can sell it or get rid of it, but Eh. No, it'll just sit in your collection. Yeah, it'll sit in my Never collection. Never to be listened to again. Yeah, unless somebody comes over and like, do you have this record? Oh, please go ahead. I'll be like, all right. Dude. When, you, when did you become a radio station? Oh, dude. KLOS 95.5. I'm taking over. Because <laughs> now they're classic rock with more talk, probably. Actually, I actually haven't listened in many years. No, KLOS is, uh, they're, they're not classic rock anymore. What are they? They're, they're just, I think they're just called rock. Or No, they're not alternative rock. They're just rock. I used to always get so irritated when they called themselves classic rock and then they they would play like Zeppelin and then follow it up with like Nirvana and it used to really make me so mad. Yeah, well now they play, uh, or last time I listened was like a year ago, maybe, or maybe a little over a year ago. They had changed the format to where now they were playing not only like Zeppelin and stuff like that, like they've always done, but then they'll play like Foo Fighters, like modern Foo Fighters Ugh. and stuff like that. I'm out. Stuff that, that kind of like, stuff that K-Rock kind of stopped playing, they bad. picked up. Yeah, so and K Rock is just oh, it's so bad now. That's they don't even they don't even their their tagline isn't even rock anymore. Like they don't even say rock in their title anymore. Well, they've got to have like I mean, who's gonna listen to the radio anyway? So a lot of people still do. Who the fuck do listen to the fucking radio? People who who don't have ways of listening, like people who are working and stuff that don't have ways of listening to their phones and like cars or anything like probably that. like old people, people that aren't gonna buy albums anyway. Well, for a long so, when I when yeah. I was doing the ambulance thing, we we only had the radio because the rigs were so old. They had no Bluetooth, no auxiliary cable, so we were forced to listen to the radio. Ah, oh, so lame. You should got one yeah. of those tape decks where you plug it in. Like those no, they didn't. Have, there was no tape deck, no tape deck, nothing. no CDs. There's nothing. It was only a radio. <sighs> that was it. Yeah, I, super lame. I don't know how you survived. Well, I did. It was it was tough, but I I did. I'm here, barely, but I'm here. Okay. So I went on a uh, I went on a Fleetwood Mac, kind of like a binge, because I had four of their albums. Uh, okay. I had their self titled, and then Rumors. I had Mystery to Me, and then Tusk. I've I've never heard Mystery to Me. Mystery to Me was I think or the Mystery last Me. album they did before Stevie Nicks joined. Okay. And then Tusk was after Rumors, and their self title was right before Rumors. But okay. so for one. Oh, I, I also got Then Play On. That's your third album. Um, so let me talk about the other Fleetwood Mac, and then I'll go back to like the early Fleetwood Mac stuff. 
All right. Because this band is pretty fucking good. Yes. And we did Correct. we did rumors one time, and we thought it was kind of meh. It was it was good. It wasn't, but it there was like a few parts that like wowed me. But overall, it was just good. Mm, I mean, that's I feel like that's how we that's how we be, talked we're about. We're being it. a little generous tonight. I that's what we said. No, that's we what had we had a lot of nice about. things to say. Yes, we did. We did have a, quite a few nice things. To say. Um, but <laughs> butts are for pooping. But <laughs> <laughs> so so Tusk came out after after rumors. It's like a double disc thing. Um, that is a fucking banger. So if you ever okay. see that one, pick that up. Rumors is 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 solid. It's just got a lot of hits on it. Nothing really wrong with it. There's only a couple songs that I was really wowed by. Their self-titled Fleetwood Mac that came out before Rumors. I thought that was, mm, eh, whatever's. But their third album, Then Play On, that was 1969. Like, I had never really dove into the early Fleetwood Mac like prior to like Stevie Nicks. And people say, oh, it's so much different, especially when Peter Green was there. This was the last album that Peter Green played on. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, this is a completely different band. Totally different band. You put this on yeah. and this would not be Fleetwood Mac in any way. It's, it is, it's bluesy in this weird way. And I think one reviewer I read kind of said it the best when he says that they mix all of these genres in this album and all these different ideas, and it's odd, but really okay. good. Okay. Like, it just doesn't make sense. They jump from song to song and from kind of, like, idea to concept, and just everything doesn't, like, at first, it doesn't seem like it flows well, but then when you're done with the entire album, you think, like, holy shit, that was really fucking good. We, um, we when we did Rumors, we listened to several of their early records before Stevie Nicks. We don't listen to anything from Peter Green, though. Yeah, I know I did. I did know not, I listened to it. We did like, not because we did not talk about it. We did talk a lot about pre Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac. I know we did because well, yeah, I know they have a ton of albums before Stevie Nicks. But yeah, and we and only, I know we listened to a couple of them. Only the first three have Peter Green on it. And I know I know we listened to at least one Peter Green. We, I, I know we did. Well, I don't remember I mean, which one. If you want to refresh your memory, then you should listen to this one. I bought this one when we were at Uncle Aldo's. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. This was the one that I bought over there. And I've seen it there like multiple times, and I was like, oh, like, oh get rid of this Fleetwood Mac. Who, huh, bro? Who, huh, who? Huh. And then <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'll buy it. It was like eight bucks. Got a little hookup on it, so it was like seven bucks. I didn't get a lot of hookups that day, but you got a lot. That's no, not you a didn't. Deal. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. So, yeah, dude, it was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, <laughs> check it out. Uh, it's still so better. It's been two days. And very, still very annoying it. stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so right. that's uh, I think that was it, right? I I don't know. I, I don't mm, can't see your list. Yeah, well, I'm looking at my list. Okay, yeah, I guess I'll lead into my my song of the week. Okay, what do you got? So my song of the week comes from a, a group called Black Oak, Arkansas, and it's their song "Hot and Nasty." This is uh, this is from their first album, their first self titled album. Actually, well, their first album that was self titled, 1971. Country rock band formed around the area of. Arkansas, Black Oak, Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, Black Oak, that's oh. fine. I didn't know that was a town. Yeah, it was in the name. Culture yourself, kid. Okay. Well, still, the world should be a common. The world doesn't that's revolve okay around Anaheim but Hills. That's okay too. Okay? That's okay too. That's okay too. No real places. This, this is uh, so. Here's some interesting stuff. Dumbass. Just outside of the music entirely. So, their first PA system when they were first starting to play together in in like their their late teens. 
they stole mm-hmm. from a high school, like a local high school, and then they went to this abandoned grain bin, like this huge silo, like those metal silos. Yeah. And they just played as loud as they fucking could constantly. And uh, of course, they got caught. And yeah. some of the members were charged with larceny. And at the time, I guess in, in Arkansas, they had there, there's a no riffraff policy. So they got charged with uh, 26 years in prison. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> no riffraff. <laughs> like stealing a PA system from a high school gives you 26 uh, years in prison. The charges were later dropped, <laughs> so it, like nothing ever really came about it. But after yeah. it happened, they were all pissed off. So they moved to the mountains and just lived off the land, just farming and jamming. How did you find out about this band? This Sloan picked this up for like a dollar at uh, Double Nickels, actually, the record store. He picked it up, and this was one of the ones he played because I said, dude, like, we're doing a blues night. And mm-hmm. then he brought this in, and I was like, okay, this is blues rock, but that's fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> and it turned out to be really good. And I, I eventually traded him something for this. I don't remember. It was probably a meatloaf or some shit that I didn't like. But yeah, I, tra- I, I ended up trading him for this. And, uh, this is this is a this is a banger. This is really cool. What really what was really unique and it took me a couple listens to kind of get over it was the way he sings. It's really dirty and kind of ugly, but I I love it. I think it's so That great. was that was one of the things I didn't like about this song was was his vocals. <laughs> Everything else was great. But his vocals like really kind of oh. distract you. They're distracting for sure. You'll get into it. You'll get into it. All right. Well, here's uh, here's Hot and Nasty from Black Oak, Arkansas. It is hot and nasty from Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> you know who he, his voice reminds me in the song. I just made this connection, but it sounds a lot like Jack Black. A lot like him. Okay, like 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 the goofy that, yeah. that like the when he's doing that kind of shit. It's very very Jack Black. It's kind of. I will say the instrumental part at the end is really really good too. So you but, yeah, it's, dude, the vocals aren't. 
they're 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 kind of distracting. They're terrible, but in the context of the of the entire album and kind of what it does and where it goes, the vocals just mm-hmm. like make it a little bit better. It's so good. I don't. Maybe if I listen to the entire record, You'll I, like I'm it. interested in the in the entire record. You'll pick it and up. And wh- what was the reasoning why Sloan got this record? Just because it was a dollar. He just. It was a doll, that was it. You like, saw him shopping the other day. Just that's true. No, shit, you're right. You're right. Which is cool. You're right. The, the like, thirty dollar devil driver. Yeah, you're right. You're like right. just buying a dollar shit here and there, five dollars. That's fine. Like that stuff. That's good. That's what this is about. Just buying random yeah. stuff to see what which you I like. Do too. We all do. But like, I'm not. I would never buy a thirty dollar record from a band I have never heard of before. Yes. No. That, that is that's, crazy. That's insanity right there. It's too much. Yes. This guy, the, their their lead singer, Jim Dandy. He was uh, he was supposedly like an inspiration for the onstage persona of David Lee Roth too. So if really? you, I Google like a lot of images and, and videos. I don't really find like a lot of videos though. But if you see like his image, it's, it's, it is very David Lee Roth. Not like the way he dress, like the way he dresses. Everything, or? the way he moves, the way he dresses, like what he's actually wearing, how he shows his body off. The what's the right word? I don't know what's the. What, and what's this guy's name again? Uh, Jim Dandy. I don't think that's his real name, but Jim Dandy's like his stage name. Let's see here. Flamboyant. Oh, okay. I, I can see what you, I see what you mean. There's a good. There's a good word. Wait, wait. What word did you say? Flamboyant. Flamboyant. Yeah. Okay, I can see this. But I think like I, I mean just just what I was reading. I think David Lee Roth had said he was like an inspiration to why he wanted to become arguably the greatest frontman of all time. So. <laughs> Actually, the first the first picture that comes up when you type in Jim Dandy, I thought it was David Lee Roth. Really? Yeah, because it's like because he's wearing like neon yellow, <laughs> like a neon yellow jumpsuit or something like that. Yeah. So I I don't know why I immediately thought of David Lee Roth, but no, there are a lot of other instances that look like him. This is a this is this is a cool band. I I'm interested in getting more stuff from them, so I will be on the lookout. Black Oak, right. Arkansas. Never heard of them before. Yeah, never, never, ever heard of them either. Good stuff. You know, if you, also if you type in Jim Dandy and you go to the the Google images, like you, you know, there are pictures of him younger, but then there's a few of him like now. now yeah, he looks and he's terrible, awful. He's like he's huge and he's still wearing like the same getup. Yeah, like <laughs> like he pulls his it's pants up really awful. high. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! God, he was funny. ugly back then too. Holy cow! Yeah. I'm just like zooming on his face right now. Oof. Oof. Uh, poor guy poor guy all right so you you, you got you, we talked about everything you got or you are we good what do you think yeah did, well just real quick on a totally side did you get my text i did did you see that, it that beer is thick like could you the see could you see how dirty it was or was the video shitty no i saw i saw god it looked dude, disgusting. Like just pouring it out i was like wow that is very very murky yeah, it looked disgusting. Well, I, it's not disgusting. It looks disgusting, but it's actually delicious. I'm sure it tastes disgusting well, too. I'm kidding. I just well, not really saying anything. It's gross. It's fine. gross, but okay. but it's gross. Okay, it's gross. So gross. That was fun. So gross. Yeah, it was fun. Let's David Jaffe out and call it a night. <laughs> okay, should we talk about uh, kind of what we got, what I got, and what we listened to? Yes, I. I I am excited to save the best for last on yours. Okay. All right. All right. So the first thing we have here, uh, we, uh, a while ago, Jeff and P- had picked me up a Transplants record. He picked me up their oh, last record. I forgot record we listened here. to that. 
in a war zone and I, I've, I've been telling Jeff for years, you gotta listen to it, man. It's great. It's like, there's a lot of really good hardcore punk on it. You just need to check it out. And you never did. You never, ever did. You didn't even open it. Like I told you to and listen to it. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so, so literally the, like when I got there on Friday, the literally the first record we listened to was this transplants record. And, uh, and it's fucking fantastic, man. I, I it's so good. What, what did you think of it? I hate, I hate saying things like, well, it's not as good as their other record because it's just different. Like they're two yeah. pretty damn different records. And I was surprised by how much I liked this record and by how much I didn't care that the sound from their first record wasn't there. So, and then were you mad that I was right? Um, no, you just said listen to it, so I don't, I don't see how that's right. Well, that's, I guess, okay, I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, <laughs> so that was, that was solid. Really, really solid. I, I also got their first record, so, but I haven't listened to that. So we're not going to talk about it. Uh, the next thing here, uh, Jeff had told me to bring out a, a few records to listen to, the, a few like records that are close to me that I like a lot. So I brought three records out. Uh, we listened to two of them, one of them being uh, Angels and Airwaves, their debut record, We Don't Need to Whisper. Got this on, on a special color variant, like purple swirl on the black. It, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and we listened to it, and it was, it was great. And you, you remembered how amazing this record is. For all the shit talking, you remembered. See, I, I mean, I, I'm going to shit talk anyone right now, but... Every time we talk about this record, every, and I shouldn't say that, every time we listen to this record, every time I listen to this record, it's just like the nostalgia hits so hard. And at that moment, I am completely on board with the record. <laughs> like, you, you, were, you kept saying like, I don't know why I didn't buy this. I don't know why I didn't buy it. I should have listened to you. I should have bought it. I should have listened to you. I said, I know you should have. You really should. Have. You should listen to me more. To you. Yes, you did. You did. You did say that. I you definitely said I should have bought this, but I don't know if I would say I should have listened to you. Well, you should have. You <laughs> should have. So that's 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 the point I'm making. You should have listened to me. It's a cool variant because too. I, like like the the color on it is very vibrant. It's not just like shitty little splatter in the middle. Like it's, you can clearly tell, and it looks really good. And the longer mm-hmm. you look at it, the better like texture it becomes like it looks really cool yeah are, we, are you talking about the the etching or the actual just color oh the no didn't know the color like just the color alone oh, okay but the etching is really cool too yeah it looks really rad on the fourth side because it is a double lp but yeah so it's a fantastic record and every time i listen to it i just dude i love the drums so much adam willard is so fucking good on this record and just listening to it like really loud like that oh, it sounds so good yeah, it's so, so you, fun to sing along to. You don't listen as loud as we did here ever? No. No, I don't. Because there's always people home. Damn. I never listen. Like, you were, you pretty much, like, maxed your speakers out. I know I did. I've never done that. They were, they were maxed oh. out. That's as loud as I go. <laughs> no, I've never done that. But, I mean, to be fair, for, like, the, the listener out there, my speakers aren't, you know, 200 watts. They're just little bookend speakers so they're not loud i don't think they're like crazy loud so when i max them out it's not like it's like earth shattering it's yeah, just, you can still like loud. talk yeah you could talk to with other people you have to talk kind of loud but you could still have a conversation with somebody and also if you think about it your office is much much bigger than my room where my my record player is so i don't need to turn it up super loud to That's get true. that experience so and normally when i'm listening i'm at my desk 
So the speakers are literally right next to me. So I get that like that punch in the face, especially for like more low end albums. I just get punched in the face by that bass. And you're not talking constantly. And I'm not talking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we we listened to that one. It's absolutely killer. You should have bought it. You should check it out. See if it if it's still available. It might still be available on eBay. I don't know because it was a record store in North Carolina that was selling it on eBay. Just saying. That's that's where you bought it from. Was the eBay seller was the person from North Carolina? Yes. Oh. Yeah, because somebody posted about it in I don't even remember. I don't remember what forum. And and then I I looked at I looked up the seller on on eBay. And he was selling We Don't Need to Whisper, and he was selling I Empire, so I bought both of them. Well, I think but I, I, bring I, I sent you the, the link. That's fine, though. Was it it's, you who sent it to me? It's not a big deal. Yeah, you probably forgot already. That's not a big deal. I, well, clearly I forgot, yeah, because I, I didn't give you credit. So, yeah. yes, I clearly forgot. But anyway, yeah, We Don't Need to Whisper from Angels and Airwaves, but that's not, my, that's not, not even my pick of the week. So <laughs> we're still going here. We got, we got three left. Uh, the next one here, this was, this was a lot of fun. This, this surprised me that you put it on. And I got to talk about it. It's Neighborhoods, mm. Blink-182. We got to talk about it because I really didn't think you were going to put it on. And you, it, was a, it, was a, it was a surprise, a pleasant surprise. And it was a blast listening to it that loud, too. And then shit talking, you know, certain things about the record and <laughs> loving mean, other parts of the record. There are, there are parts of that record that just are not good. But, there but then are they're parts, so good. There are parts of that record that are surprisingly really, really good. But the parts that are not good are like so good. Because they're not good. Well, I don't, you know, I don't understand that logic, but um, but it's so not good that it actually ends up being good. Yeah, I mean, this is we're we're stuck in this weird time warp here. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I I'm gonna listen to it at some point anyway, and then inevitably we will do another Blink album. So yeah. by then, if I'm only missing like one or two, and we do another Blink album, I'll probably just buy both of them on vinyls. Ooh, that means you gotta buy Cali. Cali Deluxe. Gotta buy Cali. I'm Deluxe. only buying Cali Deluxe. Like, there's no point in me buying California because that album sucks. Big fat donkey nards. So there's no <laughs> so reason bigger, for me way. to buy. Yeah, like why would I buy Cali when I can get an additional thirteen shit songs <laughs> for probably like twenty dollars more? You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it only makes sense fiscally. It makes sense. Yes, exactly. such a terrible idea. <laughs> but I also brought it up too because we we traded because I, I neighbors right. is one of the first records I bought and it was just two black uh, records no no other color on it and then Jeff ended up getting a different version of it slightly more expensive version but that's okay and one one of them is white and the other record is black and uh, so we just traded but it's not it's not it's not just the color variant it is also for whatever it's worth you have an audio file pressing. Yeah. So yours yeah. is going to hopefully sound, I guess, a lot better. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine something so recent sounding that much better to where the prices increased 30, 40 percent. Yeah, it's very true. And I mean, and, and also, you're, I don't think you're really going to notice the difference unless you have like really high end speakers. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't see it. So, but and like the white you got is really cool. Yeah, no, I liked it. I, I think it's great. So I'm excited to listen to it again. So I listened to that record three times this weekend. Listen to it on the way oh. to Arizona. <laughs> I listened to it on vinyl on Saturday, and I listened to it on the way home. You listen to it every single day, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Day. What Friday, the Saturday, fuck? Sunday. You should, listen, you should listen to it tonight and just keep it going. See how long. Oh, dude, I totally should. See what the mar- how long you could listen to it daily for, like a marathon you could do. <sighs> I could probably do like three weeks, and then I'll be pretty burnt out. 
And then you would hate it. So yeah, do three weeks. No, I don't want to do it. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not gonna listen to it today. I don't want. I don't want to hate it. I love this record. It's second. It's the second best record. Come on, man. Oh, Get it together. Get it together. Okay. Um, another one I bought. This is the last one I I, I brought with me out to Arizona that I'm going to talk about. Uh, it's Omar. Omar Rodriguez Lopez. It's his uh, his solo record, The Apocalypse Inside of an Orange. I wanted Jeff to hear it because he's never heard this record, and this is my my second favorite of his solo records. And also the the variant is really cool. It's a, it's a tra- it's a clear vinyl, two two LPs, and I just I love this record. I think what the hell? there's some really amazing stuff on it. I, f- I forgot we listened to that one too because we also listened to the other one, didn't we? The picture disc? No, or no? No, we didn't listen to the pic- No, we didn't listen to the picture disc. Oh, we we just were like looking at it, but we didn't actually play it. Damn. So we only listened to this one, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I absolutely adore this record. It is just. It's so good. Every every part of it. Is, well, not well, almost every part of it is fantastic. I I don't remember like a lot of it, but mm-hmm. I remember there being parts where I was very irritated at just how underwhelming Omar was. Oh <laughs> yeah, the noise parts. Yeah, just straight noise. Like that was irritating, but also just how like underwhelming Omar was and how great everybody else was, and he was just kind of like trying to keep up, but still like allowing them to do their own thing, but still making a an attempt but at I think that was presence. intentional, you know. It was intentional to let the other members shine. That's what he does in the he was doing in the Mars Volta too. Intentional or not, it was fine. It was it was fantastic. Not as great as most of the Volta records, but it's a damn fine, damn fine solo record of his. It was worth so. it was worth the the twelve dollars you spent. I'll tell you that. The twelve dollars I spent on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely did not spend that much on it. Uh, that that was my most expensive record until this weekend. Ooh. Until this weekend. Until the next one that I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, I bought I, I bought on a whim. I bought Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness from the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, I mean, well, everyone knows this record. Well, you got, you got 10% off on it, to be fair. I got 10% off, which was about $10 off. And, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was really good, and, and we listened the, to the, the whole bo- thing. We listened to the entire because I was originally I wasn't gonna play it on Saturday, but then I thought, okay, we'll just listen to the first record because it's a double double album. There's 28 songs, <laughs> so then I so then I was thinking, okay, we'll just play the first part because I think Jeff will like that more, and so we did. And and I said, well, we'll just turn it off after the second one. And you're like, no, just keep going, keep going. We listened to all fucking 28 songs. You got it, dude. You gotta get the whole experience. It was, like, it was over two hours of, of pumpkins. I couldn't believe you actually sat there. It wasn't. It wasn't bad though. There was no point where I was like, oh, we should take a break. It was just. It was. We powered through it, and it was fine. It's fucking fantastic. And the whole, the whole presentation of the of the box set was just so cool. It's so nice. It comes with like the a lyric book. It comes with another book of all of his, all of uh, Billy Corgan's notes and what each song is about, and the recording of the song of each individual song, and just little stories and pictures and all kinds of stuff. Like the whole box set is amazing, and then every LP, all every each LP has its own set of artwork, has its own sleeve with its own artwork, that's different from the completely different from the the main album art. And dude, it's so good. It, it's just everything about this box set is amazing it was it was um it was a nice presentation yeah whatever style that is like like i i i am no art connoisseur but like the yeah. best way i could describe that style is like a like a renaissance type style 
Yeah, it's almost to me. I I would compare it to like a, a combination of like Renaissance art and then like 1910s or 1920s like fashion and design mixed with like Salvador Dali at points. Like the the artwork, every bit of artwork on that is so busy. And it feels like it draws from so many different inspirations. But for whatever reason, it, it comes together really well and it looks really, really cool. So. It's it's good looking stuff. I remember, too, there was a picture of that, that baby face and you, you on the opposite side of it, there was a guitarist. But oh, yeah. but because we were drinking, you were like, oh, that's the guitarist. <laughs> I was like, this? Really? And, uh, the painting of a baby. <laughs> like, damn, it looks really looks like... Oh, really and you, and you 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 asked like wait really you said like three times like, I know really? I was really trying really? to like confirm that what you said was true <laughs> when clearly there was a picture next to it had I just looked, of a guy <laughs> had I just moved my eyes fucking centimeters <laughs> to the left I you seen were it. like hyper focused on that painting like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't not look at that painting it's so stupid it is, a, it is a good box set though it was sturdy it was thick it was uh, there's a lot of stuff to look at and. Yeah. Yeah, I so guess I'm excited like, to read through it all too. Foreshadowing an, an album of the week, but um, this I'm not as, I'm not as scared to do the Smashing Pumpkins anymore. You will be, but then you, your, you your pick be. of the week comes from like the deluxe edition on Spotify, and if you look at how long that is, it's like six hours long. Oh yeah, no, no, that's how like all the deluxe ones are on Spotify. They're all like <laughs> at least four hours. Long. So that's cool. <laughs> no, but I mean, we're not going to listen to. <laughs> I don't even want to listen to that six hours of melancholy stuff, but, but the, the deluxe is like, you know, alternate takes. It's like rough mixes. It's like, it's just a bunch of just stuff. Like they, what? It's a rough listen. Yeah. But I mean, but that's, that's what's kind of cool about Billy Corgan too, is that like when he does something like he goes all in, like he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't screw over the fans. Like he puts everything out there and it's, it's really respectable because so, a lot of people in music don't do that kind of stuff. And he puts a lot of thought into everything he does. So I'm a big Corgan man now. So what and are you going to do? And that is now your most expensive buy. Expensive yes. buy, yeah. This is my most expensive buy, yes. But you can't tell me. I'm not going to say how much, but I'm sure you can. people can look it up. But it has resale value because I, 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 I did get it. <laughs> I did get it cheaper than what it's going for online. So I will say that. Are you gonna sell it? No, I'm not. Oh, well, you said. But it does have a lot of resale value. If I were to sell it. Oh, okay. So, and you loved it, so that's great. But we're not gonna. I will say now, we're not gonna be doing melancholy on the pod as the album of the week. We're gonna do a different record, and I'm still debating on which on which one of these two records I want to do. So, but we'll get there in December. It'll be December when we do it. Why? Why December? Because you told because you said you wanted to wait until after the new record came out. Oh, that's right. And it comes out on, on the November twenty seventh. So, okay. unless you want to do it earlier, I don't care. It's up to you. It's your life. No, I'd rather just I'd rather just wait till the new record comes out so we can get that out of the way, and then we're done with this pumpkins. <laughs> Never to talk about them again. Correct. Uh, so yeah, that was um, that was the Smashing Pumpkins, and this is my this is my pick of the week, and uh, I'm trying to bring it up. I'm trying to vamp. I'm trying to you know things going and you're, and you're not helping me you're just letting me sink here but that's okay so here's a here's the song ode ode to no one from the pumpkins
there you go, Smashing Pumpkins, and the song Ode to No One. Didn't play my favorite part yet, the <laughs> drum, but it's coming up. But stretch. Should I should I just turn it up, well, and then I'll turn it down again? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. It's coming up. Dude, I love it. I love, I love when he mutes the strings, the guitarist. Yeah, and then he's a little bit late, and you hear that that minor feedback when you would think it was supposed to be quiet, and so it kind of like <laughs> disrupts the rhythm a little bit. Yeah, oh, dude, I love it. It's good stuff. It's great. And then just like when when he they go back into that verse again, or the kind of the bridge, I guess. And then like Corgan lets that like that one high note just kind of ring out a little bit. It sounds so good. So good, yeah. I, and J- Jimmy's plan like is, is amazing. Fifteen bucks, <laughs> yeah. Good fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> good fucking luck good fucking for a double luck. album. Yeah, fifteen dollars. <sighs> even a bad band, like a not popular band, wouldn't even put out a double album for fifteen dollars. Um, I think all of the little Kim albums I've bought thus far have been less than fifteen, and they're yeah, all, they've all been double. So. They're not, no, they're not double albums, but that's okay. Well, yeah, the one you bought me for five was double, and then her first album that was brand new I bought for $15. It's not a double album. There's not like 28 songs on it. It's a double album. It's two it's albums. It's a double LP. Yeah. Not a, not not four LPs. Uh, no, that will be a quadruple album. <laughs> You're so <laughs> dumb. You're so fucking dumb. Uh, so you better get excited for this damn Pumpkins episode we're gonna do next month better be fucking excited for i mean it. i'm i'm interested you better i'm intrigued be pumped. i'm intrigued you better be pumped okay yeah okay well that's it for me uh on the vinyl and the, my song of the week so should we just move on to some new music we should probably just what move on think? to some new music so should probably just move on to some new music yeah. do you want to play any of these songs oh let's see oh no we get no these are all actually kind of bad Okay. Actually, yeah, they, every single one of these are bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're done now. So let's get into some of the new, some of the new music. Uh, some new albums that came out are really only one kind of album. Tom Morello put out a, uh, a EP called Comandante, and uh, yeah, it's I listened to a couple songs. It was kind of cool. A little better than I thought it was going to be pretty rock based uh so yeah go check that out from tom morello and some new songs our boys in system of a down they put out their first their the first new music in 15 years they put out a song called protect the land and they put out a song called genocidal humanoids and um what do you think what what do you i just i want to know your thoughts so sometimes you 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 use you use words like like words are words, words are like words bullets. are like bullets. Okay. Um. So when I say one song is better than the other, I'm not even gonna say that. One song is worse than the other because neither of them are <laughs> any good, but one okay. song is definitely worse. And they must have they must have listened to our pod because I texted Serge to to check it out, and so I think they rushed this in five days and recorded a couple songs and released them. Um, okay, because, I mean, that makes sense because of what we did. So, but yeah, yeah, one song is definitely worse than the other one, and 
like when I first saw this, I was super stoked, but now I, I wish they should have just stayed in hiding <laughs> because never made new music. Like this is man, it's oh. too much. It's too much Darren, man. Too much Darren. Yeah, just like hypnotize. Especially on that's your favorite album for some reason. Especially so protect fine. the land. Especially protect the land. Way too much. There's like almost no surge on that. But gen- genocidal humanoids isn't horrible. It's not good. It's it's okay. It, it's it's good. Let's just say it's good. I no, I no, not no. I it's let's not just say good. it's good. Let let's just say it's good. It's not good. And then we'll leave it at that. I wouldn't sound good. No, that doesn't sound good. That sounds not good. <laughs> I mean. Mm. Again, one is worse than the other, but neither of them are good. No, uh, one is one is good. One is it's nice. not good. Like this is why you rank toxicity the lowest and hypnotize the highest. <laughs> it is not a good uh, song. Let, let us never forget Stop your, your reaction to why that. Why are you joke? settling? You you settle for nothing now, and you'll settle for nothing later. Later, okay. What a reference. If that's what even reference. if that's even the rage lyric. I don't even know if that's. I the, think that is. Isn't it's, it? It's. I think it's close. That's it close sounds enough. right. That's close enough. It does. Don't settle. Okay, so yes, System of a Down put out first new music in 15 years because of what's going on in uh, Armenia, and uh, which is horrible, very, very horrible. Next one here, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Apparently, they put out a song called This Is The Real Me. Is it a joke? I don't, I don't think it's real. I think it's one of those things on Spotify where somebody uploads their own music as a particular band and it'll eventually get flagged and taken down. Yeah. But I've seen this with other bands. Like I saw, I've seen this with Aqua a couple times and I'll get really excited. Oh my God, Aqua put, put out a new song. I'll listen to it. It's like some fucking shit hip hop. Well, it's a cheesy way to get your music out there to the masses. Exactly. And, in I, and a I, sneaky way. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find any evidence of this song anywhere. No mention of it anywhere except for on Spotify. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. So I don't think it's real. I really don't. Um, the next one we have here is from Silverstein. They put out a song called November. Is this a is this a re recording or remake of one of their old songs again? I didn't I didn't recognize a song. It may be I didn't really like this one though. So yeah, I didn't I thought it was really boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Really, I don't really want to talk about it, but Okay. So yeah. So uh the next the last one we have here is The Offspring. They put out a song Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. I'm, I'm I'm really curious. What what do you think of this one? So I don't. And this was awful. This was this was possibly the worst song of the week. This was how terrible. About this? How about this? It's the worst song the Offspring have ever put out. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that. I mean, it's it's way. so it's so unbelievably bad. It's not just dumb and pointless, but it's just bad. Like it doesn't. It's not even like anything that dumb the band and is about. Silly. It, like dumb it's not even dumb and silly like bumping in my truck which i've kind of learned to like that song or i've kind of liked that song now but no there's there's nothing redeemable about the song it's just straight fucking bad and dexter sounds so awful and his voice is really deep for whatever reason and you can hear so much auto-tune on his voice as well because he like he can't even like even try to sing anymore it seems yeah this it's was this was terrible i, I couldn't believe how bad I thought <laughs> it was gonna be like a fun like they're gonna get back to like a fun punk thing, but is this a Christmas song or is this like their Christmas something they made up? I think it's a I think it's a cover because I I, don't I, know. I thought I recognized the tune, but I mean I don't know. Oh, it is it's by Mariah Carey. I just googled it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, that, there you go. I just it was so bad. I was just so 
I don't even want to say disappointed because I wasn't expecting a lot, but damn, man, it sucked. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty garbage. <laughs> I've, yeah, I don't even know what else to say about it. All right, well that that's it for new music. There's really nothing else that was going on this last week, and yeah, I, I don't know. Do you got anything else? That's it for me. All right, well, that's it for me too. Thank you all for listening to the pod. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on our follow us on social media at SNI Radio. Uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into the Kanye West record, 808s and Heartbreak. I almost got it wrong again. Mm. So, yeah, go check it out. And um, that's it. That's all. Stay with you.